You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 44. Welcome to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. Thank you once again for joining me here for another episode. We have a ton of time now, don't we? We are really getting into the corona quarantine now. I'm not sure where you are all at when it's coming down to this. Hopefully you have found a safe respite from this entire insanity. Could be at home. Could be at your house that you've been renting on campus. Could be definitely not the dorms from what I'm reading and hearing. Um, I know that some of the universities are trying to set up emergency situations for those who cannot make it home. Um, It just seems like everyone's doing the best they can with the resources they have right now. And I think that's really important to remember that regardless of what we're seeing happen on the news with the sky is falling mentality that so many of them have, certainly with the um, lack of leadership that we're seeing coming out of D.C., we have to just focus on what we can control in our own worlds and the choices that we're making, the decisions that we can can make that will affect how our lives will look moving through this. This isn't the World War Z, I Am Legend, zombie virus apocalypse that the television shows <laughs> have been highlighting, right? This isn't The Walking Dead. Um, not saying that this isn't a precursor to it by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we're definitely seeing how quick our society can slide right into scarcity mode, buying everything on the grocery shelves as if things will never be for sale again. Um, (laughs) We're not going to have National Guard walking down the streets with Uzis ready to shoot us if we're trying to go to the store to get some eggs. So I think it's just real important that we all take a breath and focus on what we can be doing over the next four to eight weeks to really make sure that we are growing in a positive direction, right? If you've listened to any of my episodes in the past, you know that I speak a lot about having a toward versus away energy. And if you're moving toward, if you have a toward energy, right, then you you go to school because you want to get a good job so that you can provide for yourself, you can provide for your family, you can have a higher education so that you can understand more complex ideas. That's a toward energy. And a way energy would be that you go to school because you're afraid of being broke or stupid or a failure. Right? You want to be using a toward energy right now, moving toward a positive, not running and pushing away from a negative. Right, so what are you doing with this time that will allow you to come out of it as positively as possible? Right, I've got some Q&A we're going to go over with today because I've been getting a lot of feedback on some of my other my recent episodes and frankly it's, you know, I had the entire next 2 months mapped out and it was all going to be based upon actually 
going to classes <laughs> and being on campus and how to handle coming back from spring break and dealing with all of that because you've just had a drunken good time or maybe you've made some mistakes that you regret. And there's going to be awesome episodes in the future, but right now we're doing more pertinent episodes because I want you to be strong. I want you to realize that things are going to get better. It's, it is stormy now. It will not rain forever. It's just important to keep a positive mindset around this. And the questions that I'm getting sent in to me um, are really pertinent to what a lot of people are going through now. And so let's talk about that. Okay, I've got four or five here that I've pulled aside. I'm going to really do a good job, fingers crossed, of keeping this episode under 30 minutes. Um, just because you've got other podcasts to do. And why not go off and, and do whatever you like to do um, and just hope that you can be able to enjoy where it is that you're living at right now. You know, I see some of this social media with the celebrities and they're living in 5,000 square foot homes with pools and Zen gardens in the back. And some of us might be living with, you know, like I am here in Hollywood, California, two roommates and our, our rooms are all upstairs with the bathroom downstairs. We really just have like a gigantic kitchen slash living room. It's the couches literally in the kitchen. It's just like a big room. So I got a front yard I can go work out in, but you know, I don't have a pool. I don't have uh, anywhere around me that I can, uh, you know, go off and, and run around and uh, not be around people. You know, even across the street, they've shut down the the park that has like the pull-up bars and the, and the some of the, 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 there's like a jungle gym and, and uh, parallel bars where people could be working out. And they were Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Then they wrapped some police tape around that, which I've seen people jump over and continue to use. Um, you know, I, I'd go out there with some cleaning materials and clean it and then use it. But anyways, uh, hopefully you find yourself in a good spot. Let's jump into some of these questions because I know that there's a lot going on right now. And uh, social media and the news is, is going to put you into panic mode. So um, this isn't one of the questions, but I have gotten this a lot about you know, how do you stay positive considering all of the news and social media posts that where everyone's panicking. Um, that was not really brought up about it as a question I was going to bring up on this show, but let's go ahead and do it because I just mentioned it. Here's what's important to realize, that because other people are freaking out doesn't mean you have to freak out. Other people are panicking does not mean that you have to panic. They might think that you're crazy because you're not panicking. They might think that you're absurd because you don't see this as the crisis that they do. I am in addiction recovery, and I was at a meeting Monday night before they shut those down, and there was a couple people who were talking about how this is freaking them out, and they're scared, and they're, they went out and they bought all the food and all the toilet paper that they could, and I was just simply said, I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not freaking out. That doing so isn't going to help me now. I don't know where this is going to go. No one does. In a month, everything could be back to normal. It could take two months. It could be three. We have no idea. We just don't know. The government's stepping in and saying that we, you know, that uh, rent doesn't have to be paid on time. That they're they're pushing out any kind of uh, attempts at uh, evicting people while they're going through this financial crisis. Money might be showing up in the mail. A bailout, you know, I, I don't even think it's a bailout. It's definitely not a handout. We as citizens have been paying taxes for quite some time. And it turns out that the airline industries 
and the oil companies and the big banks can come to Washington, D.C. and ask for billions of dollars. But as soon as the citizens say, hey, could you help us with our rent? All of a sudden, we're asking for a handout. (laughs) So it's important to just not think that you have to be reacting and acting the way that everybody else is. No matter how much the news tries to scare you, no matter how much you, somebody on social media is, is screaming about this being a, you know, a, a, a Chinese conspiracy, no matter how many times the politicians on the television call this a foreign virus, it's a virus. It exists on the planet. It, it, it happened. It occurred. It, it spread. If down the line we find out that this was some sort of strategic way to figure out how fast a country can make a virus spread, we will deal with that then. But let's not get into that now. So just remember, you do not have to react the way everybody else is, right? It's like, it's like a roller coaster. You get on a roller coaster. Some people want to scream whenever they go down the hill. Some people just want to sit there calmly enjoying it. Some people want to scream, and they're still enjoying it. Others want to go back and forth between being calm and screaming, and yet they're still enjoying it. You got on the roller coaster because you knew you would enjoy it. However you act on the roller coaster is completely up to you. And no one can say, well, you didn't put your arms up and scream on the first hill, so you weren't enjoying it as much as me. Because that's just completely a fallacy. That d- that doesn't even make sense. Right? I can sit there and watch a movie in a movie theater, and I can enjoy it a, a great deal, and I may never once laugh out loud. I may not, you know, recoil in, in a gasp when something crazy happens. It is however I want to react. So just remember, you do not have to react the way that other people do. It's your emotions are yours and yours alone. And if somebody else wants to run around like Chicken Little yelling the sky is falling while well, you want to calmly sit there and read your book or meditate or study or watch Netflix, whatever it is, that's allowable too. So do not let other people's emotional roller coasters affect yours. That's them. You are you. It does not mean that you're not still concerned or worried or taking this seriously. You're just choosing to see it a different way. It's your perspective, and you are allowed to feel that way. If the person's going to be freaking out and you can, leave the room. Or, I don't know, talk to them and ask them why they're freaking out. Because sitting here worrying about what it's going to look like in a month isn't going to solve anything today. Right? It's... I can't even begin to express how many times in my life, back in the day, I'd be stressing and worrying about something. And all that stress and worry is thinking about the future, right? That's what it is. Stress and worry is about the future. Um, Shame and, and guilt is about the past. But in the present, those emotions don't exist because you are in the moment. And you haven't had a chance yet to put this moment in the past where shame and guilt live. And you certainly can't jump into the future and solve any problem that might come up then because it's not there yet. Okay, so that's about how to maintain your own emotional equilibrium. Another question uh, I got, I hate online learning. What do I do? Well, I would say shift your perspective on online learning, but that might seem too simple. So let's ask yourself, why do you hate online learning? So many of us now watch YouTube and learn things online like that, that I would think that learning things via the internet would be um, something that we're starting to get more and more used to. But there was 
for me, something about going in the classroom and being around all the students and knowing that this was the time to be studying. This was the time to learn from the teacher. It's why I love going to the gym. I'm working out at home. I've got my front yard. I've got some Bowflex dumbbells. I've got a, a bench. I've got some bands and tubes. I can definitely get a good, a good workout in. I have felt my muscles exhausted at the end of my workouts this week. But going into that gym is a mental switch being flipped that says, now it's time to work out. Now this is what I'm doing. And being able to flip that switch at home is what you have to be able to figure out now. So if it means that you're going to study the same time every single day, and that's what's going to help you be able to flip that switch. Um, if it's figuring out, and for me, this is extremely important, figuring out my plan of action. What class do you want to be studying today? How much time are you going to spend on it? Look at the syllabus and say, okay, well, this is what I should have been learning if I would have been in class today. So now I'm going to read these two chapters and I'm going to outline them, make notes, whatever that looks like, right? What did you used to do? And now how can you transport that from there, from being in the classroom setting to being at home? You know, I've, I've gotten some people who've told me that they're starting to do um, Zoom meetings so that they can have like a study group with, with their classmates over Zoom. Um, there's plenty of other apps. I like Zoom. Um, if you want to get more than two people on there, you do have to pay for it. No doubt Skype um, and some of these other platforms. Hell, you could probably get like a Facebook uh, live group together. You know, so there's there's a lot of different apps that will do this. But find something where maybe you can all get on a video teleconference with each other. And then you can sit there and you can talk about what you've read and stuff. It's going to take effort. And you have to begin to start establishing a new habit, a new pattern around this. Because this is going to be the new norm for a little while, right? And so when you start saying that you hate online learning, ask yourself, what is it that you hate about it? Is it because there's not as much structure? You know, normally you would go to this class for an hour and a half. You would learn what the teacher said, right? If, if there's those videos online available from the teacher, then utilize them. And while she's talking, you can be making up your notes and you can be figuring everything out about it. So figuring out your structure for the day and how you're going to study is going to be extremely important. And once you get a couple days into this, you will have developed it, and you will feel a lot better about it. Day one for of this corona quarantine, I'm on four now, was, was Wednesday. Putting my weights in the front yard and figuring out a new root workout routine, looking at what I was supposed to be working out if I had been able to go to the gym and then be, and then turning that into a new model at home, it was, it was a little bit stressful and a normal workout that should have taken me an hour and 15 minutes took me almost two because I was trying to figure out how to, to set everything up in the front yard and how to utilize the equipment that I had as best as I could. So you're going to want to figure out how to do the same thing with your studying, figure out what it is you don't like about online learning and then start to, to uh, remedy that. If it means getting on these Zoom calls, if it means setting up a time structure, uh, figuring out what your priority should be that day as far as what maybe each day is one class and it's three hours you give and then that's it and you're done. And then break that up into two, three, or four 30 to 45-minute segments. Give yourself a break. Stay hydrated. And I'm telling you what, you'll be able to move through this and still get the grades that you desire so that you can have the success in college that you've wanted from the get-go. Um, I don't want to ramble on too far about that. We'll wait and we'll see uh, if that turns into a deeper conversation online. Um, here's another one. My graduation ceremony has been canceled. I worked so hard to earn my diploma and now I won't get the celebration 
I was so looking forward to. How do I change my mindset around this? Um, coolest thing on this is that you said, how do you change your mindset around this? So clearly you have been listening to the show or you already had that coming in. Look, you did work extremely hard. And to become a senior and be ready to graduate is something that everyone you know, has been looking forward to since the moment they stepped on campus as a freshman. I do not doubt for a second that when we can start gathering in groups again, that the universities will figure out a way to have these graduation ceremonies for those people who graduated. So don't worry about not having the ceremony now. Your, your university will figure it out. I would be blown away if they allowed an entire senior class to, to, to go without being able to walk across a stage and get their diploma in front of all their friends and family. It would seriously just blow my mind if universities didn't figure out a way to do that. Whether this is going to be over within six weeks or 16 weeks, I definitely believe that they're going to come up with, with a situation, a scenario, where everyone can have the graduation that we all so covet. Where I really feel bummed out is for the student-athletes who've worked so hard to get to their senior year um, to be able to go on and play in like a March Madness in some sort of tournament-style event that allows them to showcase their talents. For many of these students, they, there is no pros. 99.9% of college athletes do not have a pro career waiting for them. And so for those who won't have that opportunity to have that senior night in that final game in the championship setting where they can hit the winning shot. I really feel super bummed for all of you who are going through that. There is never going to be a way to replicate that. It just, it it won't be able to happen. I have seen on ESPN that um, it looks like some athletics are um, still going on with just nobody in the audience. It, 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 It did appear that there was some female basketball being played somewhere that uh, had no one in the um, auditorium, in the arena, and it was just the two teams going at it. Um, I think that's what I saw. They were also showing some old highlights from March Madness from like 2010 at the same time. So maybe I'm incorrect about that. Um, there was a senior volleyball player who was like 38 kills away from 1,000, and that was just a super bummer that he didn't get a chance to, to get that. Um, was there another one? Uh, was, no, actually, I think that was a she in that volleyball game. Um, I can't remember. Again, they were showing a bunch of highlights. Um, there was a, like a baseball team that had the seniors play the underclassmen so they could have one last game together. So I really feel bad for the athletes. As far as just the normal um, students, um, they're going to figure out a way to have you walk across the stage. So release that um, kind of anxiety or stress that you're going to get because I can guarantee you that the university will figure something out. It just seems like the right thing to do. Another question here. Let's see. I miss my friends. The weekly Tuesday pizza movie night, going to my club activities, social media is helping, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's the clubs, the student activities. Again, if you can use Zoom, if you can use some sort of teleconferencing app that will be able to get you there. Um, I seem to remember there being some sort of um, social media app. It was like called House Party, I think where everybody could get on and be on videos. Um, there's just so many different methods nowadays that can be used. You know, It won't be the same as everybody sitting around the room and enjoying one another. And uh, 
for those of you who can't you know, have that because you're so far away from one another, you know, even if it is just jumping on some sort of, uh, you know, group phone call or something and watching the same movie together, um, you know, figure out ways to replicate that bond. And if it's not possible through your internet connection or whatever it might be, then just stay connected, even if it's just on an individual level, because this will go, this will pass, and you will be able to go back to all those clubs and activities and events. Um, it's just temporary. But nowadays, with technology being what it is, I think it's uh, more, more integral now than it ever has been that you figure out ways that you can still stay in, in communication with those that you're truly missing. Because you don't want to be going through all of this crisis and at the same time having this like depression and sad and loneliness setting in uh, because you can't be around your social circle. And that actually moves me to the next one because these people apparently all live in the same apartment complex. It goes, my friends and I are still seeing one another. We are stuck in our apartments and most of us live in the same building. We have put together study groups and game nights. Healthier or not, we have, we have to do something. This wasn't even really uh, brought to me as a question as much as it was just a statement. Uh, but I love it. You know, I get that we're on this quarantine and no one's supposed to be within six feet of each other. I also, and again, I'm not a doctor. Don't take this as medical advice. This is just my opinion that if you've been around people for the last month on a day-to-day basis and you've already hugged them and, and high-fived them and you know shared a kitchen as you were cooking things, and if you've been around a core group of people, I really think that if one of you has it, you all have it now. And so if these students decided that they're going to keep hanging out because it's the only way to keep themselves sane, at least if one of them does get sick, one, they'll know who to quarantine off, but two, that that person will have someone to help them, bring them soup, uh, bring them medicine, comfort them whenever they're hot, cold, however it would work out for them depending on their, their illness level. So if you are in a situation where you're in a building with a bunch of people that you know, um, I mean, I know from my hurricane party days back at University of Florida, um, man, you know, we all went out and bought ourselves just a hell of a ton of booze, and it, it just turned into like a five-day party. I mean, you know, as long as we had electricity, and for some reason, my apartment always, my building always kept its electricity. There was five buildings at um, the Landings, was the name of the apartment complex in Gainesville. There was five or six buildings, and ours was right at the very front, and for some reason, we always kept electricity. So by the end of the fourth or fifth day, we had people from all around town and, and everyone in our apartment complex that we were friends with you know, coming over to our apartment. And it was a three-bedroom. It, it was gigantic. Um, we could house 25, 30 people in there. It was hot because it was a hurricane. It was humid. So we opened up the front door, and we had people sitting outside, and we had grills rolled up. It turned into a, you know, a party. This is obviously different. I get that. It's a virus. Um, at the same time, if you can build a community around yourself with people who have already been exposed to you and you've already been exposed to them. Not a doctor here, mind you, but do it if that's what makes you feel good. If you've already exposed yourself to people, then you've exposed yourself to people. And this is why you don't have to stay six feet away from people in your family. You know, if one of you coughed on your hand and then touched the countertop and then you then somebody else came in 10 minutes later and touched the same countertop, you're going to be exposed 
to their bodily fluids. You're going to be exposed to the air that they're exhaling. Um, I don't even know exactly how all of this is being transmitted around the world so quickly. Um, whether, you know, if just you know, clearly shaking somebody's hand is going to be a way to transmit it. I know that it can live on like plastics and metals and glass for days. So if you've exposed yourself, you've exposed yourself. If you're living in a, in a dorm kind of facility, a gigantic apartment complex, then I guess feel blessed that you have so many people around you and that you don't have to feel isolated from this. And I think that's the key, is if you're prone to depression and sadness and loneliness when you get isolated, then do not keep yourself isolated. Now, I'm not saying run out and be around a ton of people, but get on the phone, make phone calls, get on Zoom one-on-one with your best friend. You can sit there on Zoom and leave that thing on for 17 hours a day if you want to. As long as it's just one-on-one person, it is unlimited time. So don't get yourself isolated if that's what causes you to feel sad, depressed, and lonely. Right? I love being alone. I love being in my room. I, I spend a lot of time at home anyways, um, unless I'm going out to work or events or to see friends. So I'm okay being here day after day after day. You know, it's To me, it's like I've always got something to work on. Find things that you can work on. Find things that you can do. Because when this is all said and done, you don't want to look back and see that you wasted four, six, eight weeks where you could have been catching up on school, learning new talents, hobbies, skills, passions, whatever it might be. You don't want to look back and think, man, you know, my friend over here, you know, wrote all of her term papers. Uh, You know, my friend over there wrote a book. This person developed an app. This person, you know, built a website for their business that they're going to launch whenever college kicks back up and they're going to be able to do this, this, and this. Like find something grandiose that you've always wanted to have time to do where you didn't want outside activities interfering with it, right? Where you didn't want work interfering with it because we have the time. So use it to connect and communicate with your relationships. Use it to build yourself. And if there's a way that you can also spark an idea to become an entrepreneur and build a career or a business while you're also in school, or maybe you're already outside of school, this is the opportunity to start looking at different passions, talents, skills, and hobbies and really igniting those. And last but not least, um, I am going broke because of this and I don't have the money to afford a month of this, let alone two. What should I do to relieve the stress? You know, financially, this is going to be tough. Financially, this is going to be extremely tough on everyone. Um, the, I guess if there's one like silver lining about that is that everyone is going through this. Even the big, huge businesses are having to deal with the fact that all of a sudden they're going to see revenue cuts of 25, 50%. Hotels and restaurants, the service industry, the retail industry, all of the um, businesses that support those, right? I mean, you think about it. People can't go get their hair cut now. People can't get maid service anymore. There's so many different businesses that are going to be affected by this, and we're all in this together. Let's hope that the stimulus package that the D.C. politicians put together actually benefits us working poor and, and poor college students and doesn't just benefit the gigantic corporations who shouldn't need this kind of bailout anyways because they should have money in the bank and they definitely have assets for which to borrow money from. You know, when I hear airline industry needs needs billions and billions of dollars of bailout. I'm like, well, their employees could just be in the pool of the normal citizens getting a bailout. 
And as far as the airlines go with the storing of their planes or, or the loss of revenue, um, figure it out. You're, you, you've got billions of dollars of airplanes that you can get money loaned to you um, based upon those assets. And you know that as soon as you know everything gets righted with this virus, people are going to go back to flying and people are going to go back to the movie theaters and people are going to go back to the restaurants. So help those who need it because it'll be us who infuse this right back into the economy. So do know that there, there should be some sort of assistance. Um, I would not normally recommend this, but in the, these are desperate times. Well, okay, no, they're not. We're not in the desperation mode yet, but these are stranger times. And I would definitely say that if your credit is good enough, jump online, see if you can't find a credit card that you can get, that you could at least buy groceries with. When it comes to your cell phone and your gas and your electric, Many of the major companies have already come out and said that they're not going to shut down service if people can't pay in April. And if this continues on, then they're going to make that same decision in May, right? So do know that a lot of these companies that you normally would need to pay are going to hold off on uh, demanding that payment or before they shut down service. So keep an eye on that. What are your major bills? Do you have T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon? Who does your gas, water, electric? Jump online and see what they're doing. Because I'm telling you, all of these companies are coming out and saying, we support this. We're going to help out. We're not going to demand payment. Uh, I've been reading a lot about how um, the government's already come out and said landlords cannot force evictions because people can't pay their rent on time. I mean, that's a real thing. I mean, if you if you think about it, they're saying that to renters. They're also saying that to the people who own your property, that they don't have to pay their bank mortgage on time. So this isn't like those the, the landlords have to come up with their $20,000 for the apartment complex while we all sit over here and just laugh on our Scrooge McDuck pile of gold. It means that if we're not having to pay rent, neither are they. And we will have to pay it at some point. So be prepared whenever that day comes. You know, be, be stockpiling your rent away. But do get some comfort in knowing that you're not going to be demanded to be able to fork over your rent on April 1st, especially if that's going to put you in a bind where you can't afford food and your basic necessities. So keep an eye on what your community is doing about rent and do know that because of the many governors who are being the hardest hit, I know Cuomo in New York and I knew Newsom here out in California have already said that they're not going to let landlords evict people because of this. I mean, for a landlord to evict a tenant, they have to file paperwork with a judge. And if landlords come rolling in there with a stack of paper saying, I'm evicting everybody because they didn't pay their rent on time in April, it's going to show, it's going to be obvious, obvious that this happened during the corona crisis All right now you're trying not to pay your rent come october and everything's back to normal different scenario but right now do know that the government's trying to figure this out just keep your you know keep your eye on the news that's coming out uh be uh, i'm sure other people are paying attention to it as well and stay away from that sensationalizing news stay away from the social media posts that are just trying to uh, strike fear and panic in everybody. Remember that your emotions are your emotions. You can choose to be panicked and freaked out about this. I lost my job at the hotel I worked at. It was my primary source of income. All my speaking engagements have been canceled. Um, all of all of the workshops and the seminars that I was going to teach at and I was going to attend, they've all been canceled. This is a crazy world we're living in. Everyone's dealing with this. And it's just a matter of making sure that your mindset is, 
I can get through this and I can actually become a better version of myself through this if you just start to establish habits around this new world right now. Come up with a new routine. What time of the day are you going to work out? What time of the day are you going to have breakfast and lunch and dinner? What time of the day are you going to study? How much time are you going to set aside to call your friends and loved ones and stay connected to them? These are people that you've wanted to talk to from the past that you haven't talked to in a while. This is a really great opportunity to reach out to them because you won't even have to talk about Corona because you you, maybe you haven't talked to that one friend for a year or two or five. Well, now you can catch up on everything about their life and you don't even have to talk about Corona. One of the big things I'm starting to do with my friends who I do talk with on a regular basis is I don't want to talk about the corona. I don't want to future pace about the bad things that could happen. I want to talk about what are we doing today to to put a spark back in our eye and put a pep in our step. Okay, I hope this has helped you. These are just some of the questions coming in. If you have any of them, by all means, uh, shoot them my way. Uh, trying to get better at college success habits Instagram account. That's not been as good as I would like, but I'm I'm start that's on the list because I've got the time. Um, but by all means, um, a lot of these are just getting sent to me um, via Facebook and uh, on my actual Jesse Mogul account on Instagram. So DM me over there at Jesse Mogul by all means and let me know if there's any questions you'd like covered. As always, be inclusive over exclusive exclusive. Help each other out where you can. Don't isolate yourself in your mind. Most importantly, there are ways to communicate and and to get out of the bubble that you're in, of the house that you're in. You can call, you can video conference, you can FaceTime, whatever it looks like for you. Just don't get yourself into a depression, like malaise. Don't, don't, drive yourself down with this dark murky thinking because it will not help you it will not help you all right guys the power of positive energy release and flow until we talk again bye-bye